Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Hey, Sierra, how are you doing? Hello, Sam. I am good. Happy Monday. How are you? Happy Monday or happy Thursday when this gets released. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're heading into the future. It's magic. Yes, we're coming to you now. Happy day. Whatever day you happen to be listening to this, I hope it's a happy day for you. <laughs> we have a good one coming up today. I'm excited. Me too. It's really timely for both of us, I think, as we're kind of talking offline about how you know we're organizing and getting things. Kids are back in school. Fall seems to be like a great time, especially you and I are located in the Midwest. So it's starting to cool off a little bit and you feel like you want to get things organized, especially working from home. You want to have like a beautiful space and area and organization. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, for us gals in Wisconsin here, we're about to be trapped in our homes for a few months. Um, We've got about another month of bliss and then it's going to hit us. So Feeling like you're in a clean, organized home that's really your own, I think is super important to your productivity when, you know, you're there all day working and needing to stay on your A-game. I could not agree more with that statement. Uh, You know, when I talk to people that go to offices, to me, number one, I have zero interest in ever doing that again, but (laughs) you really do have to have a spot in your home. And even if you're, you're leaving your office space to go, for me, I go to the kitchen a lot in the middle of the day just to go around and walk around and do something different. But aesthetically speaking, you do want things to be nice. You do have to feel like you're at peace in your home to be able to do a good job working from home. You have to have a certain level of organization. And I think what we're seeing now with people is the interest rates are up. Some people that thought they were not in their forever home, they're like, well, I'm going to be here for a while now. And so that's that's my family. So we're, we're taking on more projects than I think we thought we would in the home that we're in. But, you know, if you're going to be here for a while, you want to enjoy it. And like I said, you know, I work from home. So I want it to be enjoyable in a space where I'm at peace and productive. So, you know, it's, it makes a lot of sense right now for me and lots of other people to put those dollars back into their homes if they're staying put for longer to, to be really happy in the space that they're in. And to be aesthetically and organizationally pleased. And we have a company today that we're bringing into this podcast that helps people solve for both of those problems and so much more. So I'm really happy to bring the team from the designery in. We have Casey Ridley, who is the founder and brand president. And then we have Nancy Bayo, who is the director of development for the Homefront brand side of this. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. Thank you. Thank you Thank- for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Glad to be here. Thanks so much for joining us, you guys. Like we were talking about, we're just so excited about your brand. And now more than ever, people need services like this. They need a brand to help them with their home. So before we dig into any of those specifics, we'd love to know a little bit about you guys. So if each of you could take the time, um, Nancy, if you want to go first, we'd love to hear, you know, how did you get here? What brought you into franchising? A little bit of background on you would be really helpful to hear. Absolutely. Thank you. So I spent about 25 years in the uh, pharmaceutical and medical sales arena. And I owned my own business for a short period of time, almost five years, a mobile pet grooming business in Madison, Wisconsin. Also dabbled a little bit in financial consulting for Merrill Lynch and Charles Schwab. 
But um, after COVID hit, I decided to transition out of medical. And my good friend, Samantha Schweitzer, helped me break into the franchising space. And I haven't looked back since. I absolutely love it. And I love the people that I get to meet and build friendships with and watch them build that um, additional stream of wealth, but also you know, bust out of corporate America if that's what they want to do. So it's been a great journey. I've been in it for about three years, always in the home services space. Well, we love working with you. It's been fantastic. So we're happy you made that move for sure. And Casey, how about you? We'd love to hear a little bit more about how you got into the franchise world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, going back a little bit in college, I was a pre-med student. So that's kind of how I got my start in uh, just in general. So pre-med student and I was in organic chemistry and I just realized it was not for me. So I quickly jumped out of organic chemistry, went into business and I was trying to figure out what the heck I wanted to do with my life at this point. And I ended up uh, buying a salvage company. And that was the foundational building blocks of what ended up becoming the designery. So fast forward a few years, we changed the model, we implemented uh, better products, better vendors. And I was, I'll never forget it. It was New Year's Eve. I was in South Florida visiting family and I wanted to grow the business. And I was you know, trying to decide how do I do this? And uh, I came across the world of franchising. I knew nothing about it. And I did what any normal person would do. And I went down a rabbit hole of Google <laughs> trying to figure out what this space was. And, uh, you know, we, uh, I, I never looked back after that. So several years later, here I am franchising multiple locations. And, and it's just been a very blessed, joyful ride. When you were sitting in that organic chemistry class, did you see yourself here? That's my question. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. It was a uh, very, uh, a very unsure time right there. <laughs> I think that resonates with so many people that we work with. You never, you never think you're going to be a franchisee or a franchisor in your case. It just doesn't, it's never on the life map until it is. And as we have, you know, on this podcast, we talk a lot about who we're going to speak to and, and typically it's our clients and potential clients and so as you we say the designery we all know what it is but casey i would love for you to tell us what this business is break it down for us what is the designery yeah absolutely it's, it's a great great question so to put it simply the designery is a kitchen and bath renovation store so think of it as kind of your one-stop shop for anything that you need in your kitchen bath and closet space um, so we specialize in cabinetry that's kind of our bread and butter and then we of course have all the supplementary products um, that customers need so countertops flooring tile um, and the list goes on and so that's kind of what we're there for is to provide that solution for a consumer, a homeowner, or even a builder that just wants a turnkey service to make their projects go smoother and easier and ultimately, you know, more cost effective for them as well. So who is the typical clientele? You said three things there. Yeah. <laughs> what do you offer to those different groups? Because it sounds like there's some B2B, there's some B2C. Who is the client of the designery and what do you guys offer that's different from any other partners in the market? Yeah, so B2B and B2C, we have two applications for both of those. So I'll start with the B2C side. So um, business to consumer um, or customer. So a normal homeowner, just like y'all, who's working from home, 
that just wants to remodel their kitchen and is trying to figure out how to do that, right? So they start with us and we're, we're that turnkey solution for them to get them a beautiful space and, and what they're looking for. Um, so that's kind of the consumer application there. Anyone can come to us, rather you have a contractor, rather you don't, whatever it may be. Um, and then the second option is uh, more to that B2B side. So if uh, you're a builder or a contractor or developer or even a commercial developer, so you know we've done doctor's offices and townhomes, um, but then we also do custom homes as well, spec homes for builders. And ultimately a contractor just loves the simplicity of sending their clients into a beautiful showroom that they don't have to worry about the cost of or anything like that, right? So they send all their homeowners to us, they get this elevated experience with technology and customer service, and ultimately they just absolutely fall in love with the company and it just makes their life so much easier. And as a business owner, if your life gets easier, then ultimately you get more profitable. So needless to say, contractors love us. That's fantastic. I think as Sam and I were talking about before you guys hopped on, you know, we're both thinking about our homes and the things we can do. And, you know, neither of us really feels like we want to go run all across town to find these things. Right. You know, I'm not a designer. I don't like spending time at Lowe's and Home Depot. If you can't already tell by looking at me, yeah. <laughs> it's not my first choice to go. I'd rather be at the mall. Um, <laughs> but I still want a nice kitchen that, you know, is a welcoming space and somewhere that I can feel good every day during a work break, making my lunches and being productive and organized, you know, how would you say the designery really stands out from the competition? You know, whether it be how you guys go up against those big box store options that someone like myself would have to go to, or, you know, other studios, what, what would you say really is a differentiator for you guys and what you offer? Yeah. So I can go down this rabbit hole for a very long time. So just, just cut me off if, I, if you need to. <laughs> um, so one of the things that really separates us, us from competition is our technology centric business model. So, you know, the second a customer walks into the showroom, they're met with technology. It's seamless. It's clean. When we were building out the showroom, you know, and I was talking to many different people in during that process and I told them, you know, I want the showroom to be an Apple type of showroom, right? I want it to be clean. I want it to be elegant. And I think that we've achieved that here. And so customers come in and they're met with technology, rather that's a virtual reality walkthrough of their space or, you know, being engulfed into the, what we call the design center, which allows the customer to make selections and, you know, look at their different flooring options and so on. So that's definitely one thing that sets us apart from the competition because there just really isn't a showroom that's built out like ours. Um, the second thing that I do want to kind of mention is just the quality of product. So, you know, you might go to other competition and it's particle board cabinets, for example, or, you know, the flooring is not as great or you don't have a great selection of things, right? Um, so our quality is extremely um, high end, um, but at a competitive rate. So contractors love that because it is competitive, it's high quality, et cetera. So um, we actually, we build everything in house. We manufacture all of our cabinets in house at our own assembly plant. And that allows us to keep the quality really strong for the, um, for the customer, for the clientele, whoever that may be. I can imagine too, when you're working with builders and contractors and they've got clients that want something nice, but don't really know where to start and they don't want to send them to go run to these big box stores, you know, how does that go when they send them your guys's direction? You know, is that something that is a, a big differentiator there? I would imagine it would be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So 
typically when a contractor sends a homeowner or one of their clients into our showroom, so they meet with their designer who walks them through the process. And at this point, we typically know what the contractor's budget is, what their typical styles are. And so we can walk the customer through all that, taking that burden off the contractor to where they don't need to worry about it. We go out, we measure it, we go out, we install it. We do all of those things for the contractor. So all they need to worry about is um, the all their other vendors, like the framers and the roofers, right? Things we, you know, like that. Um, but we completely solve that in-house kitchen, bath, and closet space um, for them, so they don't have to worry about it. There have been some major supply chain issues in the last three years. I mean, I think COVID caused a major backup in so many industries, and we're just kind of coming out of it. But personally, I know we have I have friends that are building, they are building a home right now, and they waited 30 weeks for custom cabinetry. It's a long time. 30 weeks is is a very long time. It's over six months to wait for custom cabinetry to get put in. You guys are doing your own manufacturing. How is supply chain with that? How are you keeping up? Well, I'll tell you, since you mentioned the 30 weeks, we see that a lot in the industry, right? Where customers are just dying to get something faster and, you know, time is of the essence due to interest rates or, you know, other types of lending options they have going on. So our lead times are typically six to eight weeks um, and we stay pretty firm on that. So, you know, when we looked at our supply chain and we really built that out, um, we had to make it very resilient, right? So we've went through, you know, Chinese tariffs where everyone is sh shutting down factories and moving factories across you know, different countries. We've went down COVID and COVID shutdowns. I mean, we've went through, you name it, we've probably seen it. And uh, so as we went through those things, you know, we learned a lot and we learned how to be resilient, how to create a very strong supply chain. So when the world throws us curveballs, we're able to, you know, swing and, and still hit it out of the park. So, um, you know, that that's kind of what we've uh, been doing now over the past year or two. And it's been it's been great. I think that is a huge differentiator, not just for the end client, who's the homeowner, but contractors, all of the flippers, people that would be using you guys, that time frame can make a big difference in the client satisfaction and whether a client's going to work with them or not. The other thing you talked about was technology, and I want to make sure that we get a chance to really hit on that. Because for me, Sierra said, I'm not a designer. I'm not a designer either. And I have trouble visualizing anything if it's not right in front of my face. So I would love to hear just a little bit more about the technology that you guys have implemented and how it's really affecting the business for you guys and your franchisees. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to walk you through kind of the customer journey and the technology that they go through. So I love that. Um, it, yeah, yeah. So initially a, a customer walks into the showroom and they're met with, you know, lots of options, you know, cabinet colors, tile options. They're met, met with full kitchen displays, um, you know, just a beautiful showroom. Right. And then from there, it goes into what we call the design phase. Um, in the design phase, one of our designers will design it what looks like a blueprint style. Um, and then from there, we can show the customer elevations, 3D renderings. Um, and all of that goes up into our design center. And the design center is a, you know, 55 inch, you know, very large TV that just really allows them to see their space pretty easily. Um, and then from there, kind of that next step, which is a very big competitive advantage that I've yet to really see in any other um, company is a uh, Oculus um, virtual reality walk around. So 
you know, customers can put that on, they can walk around their space, they can make selections, they can change things out. Um, so one of our stores, I know the other day, actually, I just heard back and uh, one of the customers put that on and was able to easily change everything that they had in their space and just make all these, you know, tough choices. Right. Um, and a lot of times our customers, you know, they're coming in with their interior designer, their daughter, their spouse, whatever it may be. So being able to all put that on and collaborate in this technology forward environment is extremely important. And it takes away, like you talked about going to Home Depot and stuff, it takes away having to run around to all these different sections and talk to employees that really don't know, you know, what they're doing. They, they were in lumber last week and now they're in cabinets this week and they don't really know what's going on. Right. Um, so we take all that out of the way and just make it very easy and, you know, allow them to use the technology and tools at their fingertips to make those decisions. I think that's fantastic. Having a one-stop shop to go in, have somebody walk you through start to finish and have that visual aspect. I mean, I'm a visual learner. So seeing a picture of something just on its own, sometimes it doesn't land with me. What, what's that actually going to look like in my space? So being able to put on something in VR and see it, I mean, that's pretty incredible. And I think really would help out a customer in a buying scenario. I know, I know it would for myself. Um, you know, I'd love to talk with you guys a little bit. We've talked about how great the brand is, how great the technology is. We've got people on here excited right now. They want to know more. So who's the fit, right? If Nancy and Casey, if both of you could take some time sharing who that ideal franchisee would look like in your system, would love to dig in a little bit on that with you guys. Okay. Um, so what we're looking for is, of course, people that have a strong business acumen. Um, they're good at relationship building. From the B2B side of this business, it is a lot of networking and, you know, someone that's comfortable going and patting some backs and, and shaking some hands. So connecting with people in the community that are the general contractors, the multi-unit developers, interior designers, um, architects, and so on. So there is that piece of it. So you do want someone, if they have a background in sales, even better but someone that's um, comfortable with networking because not everybody who can network well came from sales. So they're comfortable with networking. Um, of course, someone that's dedicated and hardworking and they want to have a presence in the community. Um, and if they have design background, such as um, interior designer, anything like that, that's a plus, but not required. And if they came from the general contracting space, great, but not required. But we're really focusing on people that um, have that business acumen and they they are comfortable networking. Yeah, absolutely. So Nancy, you hit it right on. Um, I'll echo, you know, a lot of what you said, but, you know, just to say, you know, I'll break this down kind of into two things, right? To be a successful business owner, you've got to be a good leader. Um, and that's really in anything, right? But it is definitely, you know, of relevance into our business as well. So being able to network and do all those things, Nancy said, you know, being able to be a leader in that um, arena is an extremely important um, attribute. Um, another form of that is passion, right? So I'm a very passionate person. I wouldn't be doing what I am if I wasn't passionate. So, you know, I love to see when someone that wants to come into uh, the design area is a passionate about something, rather that's business, rather it's 
you know, they just love watching HGTV and love watching these flips, right? Mm -hmm. Or they, they maybe remodel their own kitchen. And not only do they love the outcome of it, but maybe they had a lot of challenges throughout. So they saw a lot of the problems in the industry. And so they have some passion there. Now, like Nancy said, none of the experience is required because we teach all of those things. We have tons of training, tons of resources. So we teach it. Um, but at the same time, if you have a passion behind something, it always makes you a little bit more, more successful. I think that that's important not just in business, but in anything you're going to do while there has to be a little bit of passion. And it is important to point out, you know, we have, we talk all the time about people that we place in businesses or businesses that we own that we're not necessarily passionate about the arena, but it is the game of business. And if you love that, you can plug and play just about anywhere. So you guys, we always end this podcast with two questions that we ask every guest that comes on. The first one, and I, I would like both of you to answer. So Nancy, I'll start with you on this one. What is your personal and compelling reason for choosing to be in the franchise space? Personal, okay. So I, um, I, as I said earlier, I owned a small business and I know firsthand what it's like to take something from nothing. And it's hard, really hard and I'll never do it again. And I didn't know how to scale it. I was good at a lot of things, but I didn't know how to scale it. And I don't come from an entrepreneurial type family. So I look at franchising and just feel like it's the path of least resistance to getting a business up and running and having all those other franchisees as brothers and sisters that you can collaborate with, having the people on the team that can help you if you get stuck. I would have loved to have something like that as a business owner. And so that's my personal reason. I believe in it because I've, I've seen the other side. So true. Casey. How yeah. About yeah. Yeah. So my personal reason uh, getting into franchising is really just to give people an option to get out of their nine to five, their, their work life that they currently have. Um, you know, generational wealth is really important to me. You know, being able to provide back for your kids, your grandkids, maybe even your parents um, or your siblings, whatever it may be. And ultimately, having a corporate job is just not going to provide that. Even if it's a great one, it's not going to provide that at the end of the day. And so giving people an option to take their life into their own hands and drive that, you know, boat or car, you know, into a better um, horizon for them. That's what I want to be. I, you know, I've worked with so many people who they have, you know, called me after a year and just told me how blessed they are that they're spending more time with their kids. You know, they're able to provide back to their communities more. They're doing so much more um, with the Chamber of Commerce and different fundraising events. And like that is the kind of thing that just really wakes me up in the morning to say, hey, problems are going to happen. Let's solve that together because we know the outcomes that we're creating with each other. So that's kind of my reason of franchising and what I love doing what I do. That's great. That second part too that Sam mentioned, she said we had two. So you're not off the hook yet. We've got one more for you guys. <laughs> we always like to ask everyone, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? And Nancy, you can kick it off. And then Casey, we'd love to hear yours. Oh, you're making me go first again. Um, <laughs> I just got a little sweaty. Um, <laughs> the best piece of advice, I just think of my dad and, you know, he's, there's always something coming out of his mouth. Um, I'm going to have Casey go first. Now I've got like, I just got stuck. You go first. <laughs> no, 
Not a problem, Nancy. Not a problem. Um, so my uh, best piece of advice might be a little controversial, but we'll talk about it anyways. Um, it's fake it till you make it. So I say that to say that there are a lot of people talking about the corporate background that are stuck in their lives and they feel like they want to do something, but they don't think they can. They don't think they have the experience. They don't think they have maybe the money. They don't think that they can do it. And then once they decide to jump off the um, off the cliff into the, you know, jump in with faith, um, they typically struggle to, you know, have imposter syndrome. They don't really know if they belong. They're in, you know, rooms with people who might have been doing it longer. And so they really struggle to try to find their identity. So I tell everybody, manifest it, fake it till you make it, believe that you can do it. And ultimately, at the end of the day, those doors are going to open and you're going to do it. And that was the advice I got um, when I was going into business for the first time as, you know, a younger you know, business professional going into business and leading these groups of teams and, you know, going home at the end of the day saying, I have no clue what I'm doing. And I was told, hey, fake it till you make it and you're going to get there. And uh, after, you know, several years later, I feel like I'm at least on the right path. I might still be faking it a little bit here and there, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think it's going in the right direction. I think every entrepreneur has to do that a little bit. You have to be you have to be crazy <laughs> enough to try some things you haven't done before. So we've all been there, I'm sure. In life and in business. I feel like <laughs> half the time as a parent, I'm like, well, I don't know what we're doing here, but let's just go. <laughs> so. There's a lot of things we've all encountered in life that was the unknown. And um, a person that has become a friend, and I worked with him in a previous company, when I'd start to um, unravel, just whatever was happening. And I just felt like there were too many balls coming at me. Um, he would just simply say, just put your head down and grind and quit, quit thinking about everything else. Just focus. And I hear myself, I hear his voice in my head. Um, just grind, just put your head down and grind and everything else will work itself out. And it, and it works. So way to talk me off the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I think that's, so much of being a business owner are those two things. Fake it until you make it. Have faith that it, you're going to get it. And you are already so, mu so much more knowledgeable typically in your business than anybody that you're talking to. So you really don't have to fake it that much. And you, mm -hmm. can't, you can't beat hustle and grind. And if you just keep going, eventually results happen. And so I think that both of those are so, it, so true. Such great advice. And you guys, I'm so appreciative that you took the time for us today and the time for our listeners to be able to get a little, to get to know a little bit more about the designery, because I think it's such an awesome concept and it's really exciting. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. This was fun. Yeah. yeah thank, thank you so guys. much for having us. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting. Or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm -hmm.